What podcast should I listen to next? Welcome to What Podcast Should I Listen To Next? I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. All right, Steve. How's things? How's your week been? Uh, I've had a good week. Thank you, Mark. Been up to a few different things. Uh, you'll remember I told you I went to an NRL game. Oh, uh, the storm, is, yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, rugby league, national rugby league, Australia's sport, really. Apart from AFL. The one that we pay attention to. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, so, the Sorry, second Xavier. sport. Yeah. Sorry, Xavier. I hope you're still listening. So I went to that because we live in the Sunshine Coast and our local team is now the Melbourne Storm. That makes sense. It's only what? I mean, what I was, say, I meant 3,000 kilometers? 3, yeah, 3,000 k's away and they're our local team. So not all bad with COVID-19. <laughs> not all bad. Uh, so it was good, you know, because it was a small stadium, really close to the action, took the kids along. Uh, they hated it, obviously. Um, <laughs> but that, that was fine. Yeah, so that was good fun. That nice. was good fun. Nice. No, yeah. That would have been good. Would it sell on beers and stuff there still? Like, could you buy like burgers and stuff? And yeah, it was all, all normal. All, normal, cool. all pretty normal. Beers, burgers, pizzas. Girls had some pizzas for tea. It was good. Nice. What else did we do? Oh, played a bit of golf. I only mentioned this because unusually I didn't completely humiliate myself. Okay. I was just sort of averagely rubbish, right. which is a lot better than usual. Why don't you, as you know. talk us through your... Yeah, okay. Hole by hole. So standing over the ball <laughs> and the first. Okay, we'll team. leave it there. Okay. <laughs> okay. What about yourself? How's well, your Steve. Well, Steve. We've finally come to the end of a saga with our insurance company. Oh, okay. Right, and so you might know this a little bit, but last November, right after lots of research, we finally got solar panels installed. Mm-hmm. Quite a big system, fifteen kilowatt system. If anyone's interested, so that's. <sighs> That's to him. Such a bragger. Not at all. But that was like... You've been listening to Andy Frisello or something? <laughs> that, was, that was 44 brand new top-of-the-line panels on my roof, right? Um, nine days later, okay, and an electrician was around a few days before that. <laughs> he was doing some jobs for us, and he was including putting some LED spotlights, uh, replacing some in a roof or a ceiling. That was all good, but one spotlight, oh, there was a problem with it. He, he went away and came back. We were out, and he left it at our front door. And he said, he'd come round to do it, you know, put it in another day, or I could do it. Yeah. And my parents were, com- were coming to Australia the next day, and there's like wires hanging out in the ceiling and going, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So. He sounds like a terrible electrician. Who recommended him? Yeah, I wonder who. Thanks, mm. Steve. Thanks for that. <laughs> so I get my stepladder out, climb up to the top, reach up, nowhere near it. Okay. I'm thinking, what am I going to do? So I get my dining room table, drag it underneath the spotlight, put my step ladder on top of the dining room <laughs> table dining table and so i'm balanced so i'm climbing up on that and i tell you what i don't know whether we're just getting older but it's bloody scary on top of that <laughs> <Really> <laughs> scary. if you if you damage a hip at your age Mark, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're yeah. done for really i felt but i also felt i was scared but i was also like how stupid am i going to feel if i fall because i'm gonna to have to tell people what i was doing yeah, you know like embarrassing. yeah very embarrassing so i'm standing up there you know, on the top of it, sort of leaning up, holding onto the ceiling to steady myself. Put the spotlight in. The spotlight doesn't fit. The hole in the ceiling's about, I don't know, five mils too narrow. Yeah. So back down, go and get a Stanley knife or a box cutter for yes. our Americans. Hacking away at the ceiling when suddenly, like, bang. I'm thinking, what, what's that? It sounded like a possum just fell on the roof or something. Really loud bang. Then it stopped. And then it's like, bang, 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 bang. It's like we're being shelled. 
you know. And I, <laughs> so I'm like, what's going on? Kieran comes running out screaming, ah! Honestly, oh. like, it, it was probably three impacts per second, and I'm standing, I don't know, it felt like it was very high off the ground. Riddled with bullets. Riddled with bullets, yeah. and um, it was the start of a, uh, yeah, a massive hail oh, storm. Oh, yes, yeah. Anyway, it was crazy. Um, our roof is totally damaged. Insurance is going to take care of it. We were the only people in the street that had solar panels that didn't crack. So for eight months, Mel's been arguing with them about replacing our solar panels. Eventually, because they found that there are internal errors with them, they're going to replace them. And I was thinking, Steve, I've got a little video of the storm. We can maybe put oh, it on it the was, website. It was impressive. I, I remember that. But you have back down. Finally, you win. We win. You've beaten the insurance. Guys. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that's good news. Good, good news. news. And people say insurance is boring, but there you go. <laughs> um, and anyways, that's, I guess, well, that's probably mu- pretty much all we've got time for, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to have to cut this out. I'm the... Anyway, all right, all right, Steve. All right. Uh, so on to this week's review. Yes. So last time we rolled Real AF with Andy Frazella. Who is Andy Frazella? So I went to his website. Yep. And he describes himself. So Andy Frazella is an entrepreneur a best-selling author, a highly sought-after consultant and public speaker. Mm-hmm. Andy is the industry-leading expert in customer loyalty, yes. creating fanatical culture, and building direct-to-customer retail businesses. That's that's all good. But did you notice the big banner on his website? That he well, will come on any podcast for free. Yeah, for free. Any yeah. podcast for yeah. free. So anyway, thanks for joining us, Andy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, he has never come on this podcast. We are too scared of that man. Oh, no. You couldn't. Well, I mean, he'd be quite far away because he's in St. Louis, isn't he? I'm still not having it. Oh, no. He's, yeah, he's quite a scary he's man. Very, he's quite an intimidating character. We, we'll maybe get on to this later, but uh, he has some guests on his show. And they, well, at least one of them is certainly a very confident man himself. And he struggles to get a word in. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, so we, we, would, we would say nothing no, on that no, show. No, not a thing. Yeah. I think he makes his money from books, various businesses, including supplements. You know, he's big into health and fitness. So, yeah, he started out in supplements, selling dietary supplements, uh, fitness supplements, opened a store. Uh, Apparently, I had a little look at his website as well. Started out with a business partner selling supplements. They invested some money and then they were sleeping on a mattress in the back of the store, you know, in their first store and and sort of grew from there. And that the idea of this podcast is they talk about, I don't know, real life, how to achieve things. Yeah, but but they're also sort of hot-button topics and stuff they're keen That's, on, yeah, keen hot, on discussing. They, 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 they don't shy away from issues, do they? No, they don't. No. And and it's, I guess we should say this is a two-part episode that we listened to. It was, Why did we always pick two-parts? Uh, I don't know. What was it called? Comfortably Uncomfortable? Yes, and it, it was featuring Ryan Mishler. Yes. So the first part is more about physical and mental health. The second part is completely different. They talk about the problems with America and particularly the political system. Yeah. And as I said, um, it's featuring a, a guy, Ryan Mitchler, who's also an entrepreneur. He's behind something called the Order of Men, which I think is like a motivational program designed to improve men in every way. It is to teach people men leadership, manly know-how, intellect, health, how to manage relationships, Style, wealth, and self-mastery. Anything about changing spotlights? But light bulbs, no. Um, I think they just say phone a man. Get, get <laughs> yeah. a man to do it. Yeah. Um, self-mastery, that's interesting. Do you think that's it, it's self-mastery in the in the Seinfeld sense of it? 
That's no comment. Master of your domain? No, <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I don't know. So yeah, no, they're, they're quite similar. I don't, did you look up Ryan Mishler? Uh, briefly. I just looked up his Order of Men website. Yeah. With the images of both of the guys, they're both kind of quite manly looking men. Yeah, they, they do weights. They've got beards. Well, they definitely, yeah, they've got luxurious beards. Yeah. Thankfully, because this is a podcast, we can also claim to look very look manly. Very manly. Well, you're yeah. a very manly man. Yeah, sure. With a very luxurious beard. So this was one hour for each, each of these episodes. So this was two hours I was kind of dreading, to be honest. Mm. What about yourself? Were you, you going into it? Uh, uh, when I had a little look at it, I thought, whoa, this could be... This could be tough. This could be a long couple of hours. And to be honest, I th- thought the same thing after listening to the first five minutes. I thought, oh, wow, this is kind of a bit of a bit of an assault on my ears. This, you know, it's it's quite... They're alpha males, uh, and he is particularly. He's very confident, brash, kind of... You know what? You know what, guys? You know what I'm going to tell you? I'm going to tell you fucking what. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's a lot of that. And I, I thought... He doesn't apologize for being successful, does he, Steve? He does not. He's He's not shy about telling you. And I did think, gosh, this is going to be longer two hours but i have to say once i started listening to it and i got past the presentation of it which wasn't to my taste a lot of what they were saying did make some sense you know well i guess getting into that steve they the the first episode sort of extolling the virtues of the program that andy frazella has developed called 75 hard and i thought i know you've looked into that a little bit do you want to kind of give us a rundown of what 75 hard is and what he's trying to push yeah well there was kind of an assumption uh, at the start of the podcast, they mention this a lot. That the guys are doing seventy-five hard or on seventy-five hard, and then there's an assumption that we know what it is. It is obviously a well-known thing, certainly in certain circles, it's a well-known thing. And I was thinking, what is this? I mean, I'm kind of thinking. I guess it's some sort of fitness program. So I looked it up, and top two Google searches for results were seventy-five hard's website, and then number two was seventy-five hard and why you should never do it. Um, by Cosmopolitan magazine, so I just read that one, obviously, because <laughs> everything Cosmo says I do. Um, that's why I'm so stylish. Uh, no, I did. I did have a look at it, and Seventy Five Hard is a transformative mental toughness program. Like a lot of these things, it's a it's a diet training thing, but their angle on it is that it's also developed mental conditioning by making you do some things which may seem insignificant but you know you've got to do them repetitively and it's it, it's, it sounds tough really tough yeah it's very disciplined isn't very it? very much and the idea is that you you're disciplined not only about what you eat and how you train but about your whole life yeah. uh, but it seems to be popular yeah I, what I enjoyed about listening to these guys talk about it and they're very good salesmen obviously but they talk about how they've failed at it and how difficult it is and mm. how it's not for everyone. And that's kind of alluring, isn't it? It, it, yeah. it, it, it actually does, it makes you think, hold on, maybe this, maybe there's something to this, well, look, you know? I, I know a guy who's a, a rep for, I think he's a medical medical rep or something, and um, he was saying the best way he sells stuff to customers is he'll be like, have something in his bag or something, and they'll be like, oh, you know, just be sticking out and they'll be like, what's that? And like, oh, no, 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 that's not for you. Um, you, you, you wouldn't want that. That's not really for you. And like, oh, I do want it. So yeah, saying not everyone could have this, not everyone could use this, not everyone could do it is a kind of good sales pitch, isn't it? Oh, it definitely is. But in saying that, I don't think it is for everyone because it's certainly not for me. 
they talk about there are people who you know need to reward themselves for doing something and I think I'm probably that guy if I go and do a long run and I feel like I've really exercised hard after a hard week at work I will reward myself with a few beers or having a pizza or both both <laughs> I think that the idea of 75 days of really monk like re- yeah monk like yeah, kind, yeah. kind of like discipline would be tough and I I bet you mentally and physically it's it's got to be beneficial I mean it, it would be tough and I bet you'd feel pretty proud of yourself after it I think you'd feel good yeah but I don't know how the hell people would do it no no 75 days is it's a pretty long time but good on people who take it on and and do it yeah, another thing as well, Steve, they talk about attention to detail, as you said, you know, these small details that you have to pay attention to that will make a big difference to your mental health. And the, one of the examples they give is about, you know, not leaving pee around a toilet bowl or piss, as they would say. And mm-hmm. um, I know some people are pigs, but that's not a very high bar, is it? It's not exactly an example of OCD to wipe Mark, up piss around the toilet bowl. I said I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> it's not going to happen again, all right? Just... I think it's a yeah. If you're if you're leaving it, yeah, everywhere, yeah. I don't know if you need a program to sort that out. You just need to stop being a total animal. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, they talk a lot about seventy five hard to start with, and fitness generally, training, guess body image and stuff like that. And you know, yeah, it's, you know that's their thing. That's that's definitely their thing. You know, when if you look at pictures of these guys, they train hard. They're machines. Yeah, it's a big beast. This guy. Yeah good on them that's his thing it's what they want to do it's what they want to sell and fair play you know they're selling yeah. it through this podcast and you think oh this podcast is just about selling well so what they've created the podcast they've created the program people want to listen to it people want to pay them yeah i think that's bang on like no i've no problem at all yeah with the concept behind it oh no and and also i've got an awful lot of respect for people who manage to be so self-disciplined and manage to train as hard as that and get to where he's he's got to and 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 this other guy ryan has got to i've got an awful lot of respect for people who do that an awful lot and they do mention that i guess they have a little bit of a dig about some modern ideas about motivational speakers and things telling everyone they should love themselves just the way they are Mm -hmm. and you know it's quite a modern idea they feel they say this is great they don't mind that but they don't believe it and they basically say that to get to the stage of loving yourself you have to be proud of yourself and to be proud of yourself what they say is that means doing something that's hard for you to do and i actually really relate it to that because for me i've run a few marathons and when i was training for those marathons and completing those marathons i definitely felt really good about myself all the way through that process i was working towards something was doing something that wasn't easy that was tough and so there's definitely a point to that of of actually pushing yourself to do difficult things i think probably gives you a good sense of well-being i think they're right i mean i think a lot of what they say is right i think they present it in a way that's not palatable for everybody and they might turn people off a bit their presentation but a lot of what they say is right and you say oh it's about selling their program or whatever um but i don't think the podcast is totally about that they're sort of selling but not necessarily monetizing a way of life and a, and a kind of philosophy. I think, I think indirectly, I would say, Steve, I, I think that if you become followers and, and fans of them, they, they want to bring you into their 
their way of doing things and that may be that you, you you spend a few dollars a month buying some things from them i agree with you they want to they want to push out their ideas about things but they also want to make a living and this is yeah. one of the way they make a living you know yeah yeah which is which is fine um but yeah they do they move away a lot both in part one and two from just talking about the this program or their their programs they talk about uh, a lot of the parenting strategies they move on into that quite a lot yep so Ryan Mishler, I think, has four kids. Andy Frizzella hasn't got any children. He's got dogs, though. He's got dogs, and he's got uh, this. He's got children that work at his office. Should be phone. I don't know. <laughs> child like uh, something about child labor, or does he, he just thinks of them as his yeah, children? As he so. I, think, I, I don't think. think I is. don't think it's a Victorian kind of. No, but you're right. He, he talks about parenting, and in some ways, some of the things he said about parenting were probably way off. But a few things actually did you know strike home with me. And um, they talk about being honest. Being honest is important as a parent. So not telling your kid that they're always right. Mm. Not giving them everything they want. You know, anything they want. Did you say or everything they want? everything? I right, go okay. for everything. Right, I go okay. for everything. They they actually mentioned briefly. I know. You know, parents siding with the kid against a teacher who's given them a bad report or or has said something bad about them. You know, it, it's mm. and it's it's quite a modern thing, I guess. That's the thing that's changed, hasn't it? It used to be, I think, when we were kids, if you came home from school and you've been told off, definitely the teacher was always right. Yeah, oh, and 100%. It, se- it seems to have now flipped around. You go, well, why is that teacher telling you off? You- yeah, do you remember that thing as well? You'd be going to school and your parents might say to the teacher. Oh, if he, you know, if if he's behaving badly, just hit him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, yeah. Just oh, don't be afraid to <laughs> just have a go. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Thanks, mum. But I think I think what they're saying is that 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 type of parenting, the, the modern type of parenting, is selfish because it's easy. It's easier for the parent. We're not we're not advocating hitting children. No, no, not that. no, that. No, no, no. Scrap that. Right, <laughs> no, we're definitely not. But I do think there's something in that where to be very soft on your kids, to give the kids everything you want, they want, is the path of least resistance. It's the yeah. easy thing to do. It's a selfish thing to do. It's selfish only because it's easy for you, but it may, it's more difficult for them in the long run. And I kind of feel with parenting that my job is to bring up my kids to be independent adults, not to be my best friend. And I think that that's probably... What these guys are advocating to a certain extent, although there's a few things they say about parenting that I disagree with too. No, but they they talk about this so also in a broader sense. In that it's the easy thing to do is to just agree with somebody. You yes. Know, whenever they say yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, you know, when they say something that you disagree with, the, the easier thing is to not go. Hang on a minute. I don't know if that's quite right. You know, and that's true of parenting or interacting with your colleagues, peers at work, or people you just meet whatever you know the easier thing is always to go yeah 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 which i th- i think they're they're right about in many ways but having said that i definitely have in the past personally erred much too far on one side of that line of just not being able to let something go somebody says something or too hard somebody says something no i'm not talking about parenting <laughs> i'm definitely as you know i am definitely my approach to parenting is definitely not to not to be the bad guy but in general day-to-day life though i'm talking like interaction with adults yeah i definitely err too far on the side of not being able to tolerate people saying something that i know is wrong i just can't i can't seem to let it go 
Really? I've just never noticed that about you, Steve. Never noticed that about you. It's a problem. It's, I'm told it's a problem. Um, which is which is just weird because as, in a parenting sense, I'm definitely a total big softie. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, maybe I'm the other way. Whereas you're horrible to children, but really nice to adults. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that. Uh, you'd nearly say you were a pedophile. You're so nice to kids. <laughs> that's, that's obviously, that is... That <laughs> we'll cut that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, dear. It's <laughs> funny, but you cannot I'm leave that in. in. Don't you dare. Uh, All right, well, look, we should move on to part two of just this bri- Yeah, briefly, let's have a... Briefly, because, yeah. it, I mean, it's not really about the, 70, about the hard 75... It's about America and the political system. Mm. And honestly, I don't think we should get too much into this one because... Oh, it's pretty simple, isn't it? Well, it's difficult. We're not from the US. We're probably not terribly well informed to comment greatly on it. And these guys don't really try to be very PC. No. You know, they, they, they go into Black Lives Matter things. They talk about removal of statues a little bit. Trump. They sort of like Trump, but they hate the Republicans. They hate the Democrats. There was actually one thing that actually sounded reasonable to me. And Andy Frizzella feels that all political representatives have a maximum eight-year term. Mm. So that's two terms. They really, these guys, Andy Frizzella particularly, really dislikes career politicians. And they feel that there's so much in the pocket of so many interest groups that they don't adequately represent the people. And they would prefer leaders in other fields to become politicians, you know, for short periods like... High-profile actors, high-profile sports people, high-profile business people. Real estate guys. Just, yeah. (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah. You're fired. (laughs) That's why I think they quite like Trump, because he's not a politician. Yeah, no, no, I I do get that. I get that. And that was part of his pitch, wasn't it, to the American people? It's like, oh, all these guys are corrupt, not like me. (laughs) He's uh, whiter than white. That was his pitch. Uh, And I can see that. And I I can sort of agree with a little bit of what they're saying. I think one of them said, I don't think this year, this presidential election, that we're going to get any change, really, because Joe Biden's, a, you know, he's been in politics for 40 years and he's, he's an old man. I mean, I, I just, without going into the details, because I don't know enough about American politics, but I do think the two-party system doesn't help them that much because they can be often presented with two bad choices and then just pick the least worst choice. Yeah, of course. You know, and... I think that that might be what's happening this year. But I think in future, people might, you know, it might have stirred things up a bit and people might think a bit more about their their politics and and think, I'm not going to just go with, as he said, a donkey or an elephant. Yeah. So, yeah, possibly they have a point there. But, yeah, there's a lot of of politics in part two, isn't there? I'll be honest, Steve, I found this part strangely compelling. There was some stuff that was reasonable, but it was kind of mixed in with a lot of general paranoid revolutionary tones which sort of threatened to become like way out there but yeah. never quite did but i wouldn't have been too surprised if towards the end of the show they were calling for people to gather arms and storm capitol hill yeah it was getting I, a little bit that way i imagine i could i could sort of picture them on a compound somewhere it's you know like waco kind yeah. of stockpiled enough munitions to run a war that sort of thing but having said that a lot of what they said I'd, I agreed with. It's sort of in spite of not wanting to agree with it, really. Yeah, they talked a lot of sense in in some ways, and in other ways I found them quite worrying and a bit scary. <laughs> oh, definitely a bit scary. 
Definitely a bit scary. But I think if you were in a room with Andy Frizzell, you'd find yourself agreeing with him quite a lot. I would agree with everything every he said. Every single word. Every, every single, single word. Oh, and I guess, Steve, as well, if we're about to finish up on this because I don't think we've too much more to say about it. I wanted to say as well that I found at times their language they used was a little bit misogynistic. Just thought we'd say that, that they used the term bitch all the time to describe giving up. So it's like, sort of like not yeah. bitching out. Yep. Uh, I think that language maybe isn't terribly appropriate and probably not for me. No, I'd agree. I'd agree. kind of makes me crin- look, just flinch, slightly not cringe, flinch a little bit whenever people do say that. I don't want to be like totally right on, but I don't think there's much place for misogynistic language, you know. Fair enough. They can swear and curse and have colourful language as much as they like. Nothing wrong with that. It's just no. whatever. But yeah, misogynistic. It, it it wasn't totally misogynistic, but it had kind of leaning that way. It a was bit, a little I bit. Think. I mean, a it's, it's a show based for men, and I just think they went a little bit too far at times. But I guess, Steve, that this was, yes, an interesting one to review. In summary, for me, I, I weirdly didn't mind listening to two hours of these guys. I found them strangely compelling. It was interesting. I will not listen again. I I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to anyone that I know, but I've listened to an awful lot worse. And as far as marks go, I'll give this a 5 out of 10. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I I didn't actually mind listening to it. And I did actually listen to another episode as well. More out of kind of curiosity as to, was this a typical episode or not? I think it was. (laughs) I think that most of their episodes are Andy you know, holding forth on whatever he thinks. But that's what the show's about. That's yeah. fine. That's You know, if you're a fan of his, I'm sure it's good. I'm I'm not particularly, but I don't mind him. I would give it a... I wouldn't listen again. Um, I'd give it a middle of the road. I'm probably going to agree with you on a five. Yeah, I think a middle cool. of the road. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I guess, guys, next up, we've got a little bit of a, of a treat our last week's show, or I think it was two weeks ago's show, was part one of our mini-reviews. And I actually reviewed a show called An Absolute Nobody. And we were in contact with Jay from An Absolute Nobody, and he agreed to do a little interview with us. Just, you know, general bits and pieces about starting a podcast and uh, about his show. So we thought we'd play that now for you. This was recorded over Zoom, so the quality may be a little bit up and down, but bear with us on that and bear with us on our interviewing technique because yeah. it's uh, it's more difficult than it sounds. As it, as it turns out, Jay, Jay is quite an experienced podcaster who, who may have done this before, and as is immediately apparent, uh, we haven't interviewed anybody on the other side of the world through Zoom before. Um <laughs> but enjoy nonetheless. So we have uh, here with Jay from uh, An Absolute Nobody joining us today on what podcast you listen to next. Uh, hi, Jay. Hi, how are you? Hi, Jay. How are you doing? So look, mate, uh, we're not going to keep you too long. I know you're busy. We really appreciate you agreeing to do this. As you know, we're sort of an early podcast and we really think it's probably good to, to have a chat to someone like yourself who's in the podcast business and um maybe give a bit of information to people out there who think they're doing podcasts or want to listen to something different, just your, your thoughts on a few things. So I personally just wanted to say, like I reviewed your podcast on our show and I thought it was excellent. Really, really loved it. I mean, I listened to a lot of true crime stuff and this was the antithesis of that. It was um, just really, really light and not light, sorry, but it was really, I guess, bright uh, as opposed to being really dark. So uh, yeah, I thought it was really, really excellent. 
I, I heard your review and I, I really appreciate it. For several years, I did a podcast that was very negative. It was me yelling at somebody about politics. We had like a <laughs> politics show where we're on both sides. And there were times where it got violent, where I punched, punched the guy on during the podcast. What? <laughs> that sounds good. I want to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've deleted most of that. But, oh, um, that uh. And, you know, I... I just wanted to change gears and do something that wasn't so negative. Yeah. I mean, like Mark was saying to me earlier, we were chatting about this and he was saying there's, there's an awful lot of dark and negative stuff out there. As you know, true crime is obviously the you know, number one genre, isn't it? Just people seem to like listening to grim things happening to other humans. So it's really nice to listen to yours and hear other humans can actually be pretty decent. Well, you know, that was the, that was the whole idea. Cause I am too, I'm over here in, in the States. There's, it's just negative all day long. And I just, I just wanted to try to see if I could brighten up seven to eight minutes a day for somebody. I guess we'll run through a few questions. The first thing we thought was, do you want to maybe tell us about why you, I mean, you said you've, you've done podcasts before, but why, why start any podcast? Why did you decide this would be something you wanted to do? I mean, it's something you can do that's creative that nobody can stop you. You know, mm-hmm. it's like if you wanted to, to I, I can't paint, but I can write. I feel like I can write. So in order to get that out to an audience, I mean, podcasting is really easy for that. It's just a microphone, a computer program, and, and you're off. Yeah. I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about the No Phony Network, which you're involved with. Um, you know, what, what's that all about? Well, when I was on that, that podcast that was, that was violent and nasty, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wanted to get on a network, you know, because uh, my listens weren't very, my downloads weren't very good. Sure. So I kept trying to get on a network and nobody wanted anything to do with that show. So I just started one. I so started you, my own network. You? Well, it's it started out as me bats and balls podcast. That's that's also in Australia. I saw released. that. I saw that on the. It's it's Australian sports. Yeah, and hey. released the clowns in England. The three of us, they they were on board right away, and now there's I don't know seventeen, eighteen podcasts in the in the network, and it's been going for about two and a half years, and having fun with it. And it's very helpful. Is the an absolute nobody? the only one on on uh, the network that you host it is yeah right well that's really cool yeah it's pretty cool and i i don't know if you caught it but you you did good with the frankie and zooey but no phony is is a nod to catcher in the rye you're a a, a jd salinger fan then i i do enjoy that i was an english lit major in in Uh. college and i don't know he stuck with me I guess if we move on to that's your production of your podcast, we we find it very professional, I guess, very slick. And the clips that you use, the TV news clips, fit it in with the podcast excellently. Is that is that a lot of work? It it's it's I don't know if it's a lot of work, but Audacity will will let you rip stuff right off of YouTube, and I use the fair use laws here in the, in the United States that allows me to take short clips from youtube and use them however i want mm-hmm. so i pretty much just rip it and and try to compress it and fix the sound and and edit them right in it's it's not that hard at all now it is a lot of research 
Yeah. Like I say, I spend hours and hours and hours on eight minutes, but in the end, it, it's worth it. Oh, it definitely is worth yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, we both loved it, and we actually do really enjoy the, the the length of it as well. I mean, some podcasts are great at one hour, great at you know ninety minutes, but something like this is just easily digestible. Really gets to the point, really brightens things up. So yeah, we yeah. Really, but some really some podcasts are are good at one hour, but would be better at thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the, like the first episode, it started out as like 40 minutes. And it, it's me rambling and going off this direction, that direction. I, man, I, and I, I listened to it. And I was like, can you just get to the point, Jay? Mm -hmm. And so I edited that down and I'm sticking with that. I think I think I have a short commute and I don't want to listen to an hour and a half. By the time mm -hmm. I get to work, they're just getting started on whatever they're talking about because they've been rambling for 10 minutes. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that, but. It does. It certainly doesn't fit the show that I'm trying to do. No, yeah. certainly for us, I think we we wrestle with that. We're trying to figure out what's going to work best, what length of podcast, and we we generally we're trying to stick between that 25 to 35 minutes. Yeah. But it can be a struggle. That can be an editing <laughs> headache because yeah, when you're recording, you can just talk and talk. Hey. Yeah, I've I've done it. On my last podcast, like we rambled for for hours before, and I always tried to keep that at 45 minutes too, but. That was a violent forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm re you're really selling this podcast. I'm. I'm what, what was it called? Let me just send you a link. Let me be the mystery man. I'll send you a link. Nice. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. So back to a more simple question, I guess. How do you choose your stories? I, I know you've mentioned that you get them from social media, but how do you decide which ones you're going to use? Um, it's pretty much. Uh, I'm overly emotional. So if, if I get a little uh, teary-eyed watching a video or whatever, then that's usually the one I dive into. There's been plenty that I've dove into, and it's like, ah, you know what, this is kind of lame, and then I'll just <laughs> discard it and go into something else. But it's pretty much just I'm sitting here watching YouTube anyway most of the time. Yeah. How I have a purpose. Have you got plenty sort of lined up thinking, right, that's the story I'm going to do? You're not scrambling around looking for one? Yeah, I have a I have a folder just right. full of them. I noticed um obviously you're in the US and I think all except one have been US based. I think you believe it was that French, French one. French one, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know here here's the problem with with and I'm not saying anything bad about anybody, but my first five one were were black men and I mm -hmm. started getting DMs about it. You know, really? what if my Yeah, and it's like Man, I've just, that's just a story that interests me. That's it. Yeah. It's, and I would love to have it be worldwide. Man, if you have an Australian one, please send it to me. The next one is Canadian. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I'd love to get some, some women in there and yeah. everything, but it's just whatever I, I go to, I'm not thinking of all that, that dynamic. I'm just thinking of, mm -hmm. oh, this is a good story. Yeah, that makes sense. And that, that French one, coincidentally, was one of my favorite ones so far. I mean... Yeah, it's a crazy story. Quite, quite an amazing story. That, that's something that I've struggled with my, my whole podcasting career, quote unquote, because every time I think an episode is not that good, that's the one that people like. <laughs> okay. I, think that's, I think that's the, like the, the weakest one out of all of them, oh. and, but that's the one that's connected with people. So I need to figure out what I did good on that one. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I liked it. I it go it. against your guts, eh? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, look, Obviously, with podcasting these days, you know, I started listening to podcasts maybe 15 years ago. 
And that would have been a good time to start a podcast. Whereas now all the top podcasts are either celebrities doing them or they're driven by, you know, major media companies. So how do you feel that you can cut through or, or you'll gain an audience? Is it, is it purely word of mouth or do you have any strategies to get your podcast out there? Man, you know, I, I wish I had the secret and I, I don't, <laughs> but you know, you got to connect with other podcasters. The, the cool thing about podcasters is they're, they're not all about themselves. Like they'll help you and you, you'll help them back. It's, it's one of those clicks of people that are really supportive of each other because there's so many. There's just, I, I don't know how a normal person would go on their iPhone and find a podcast. Yeah. I have no idea because there's 900,000. And yeah. how, how do you stand out from that? I, have, I think it's luck at this point or, mm -hmm. or celebrity. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. So that, this, that sort of leads on a little bit to a question I wanted to ask, which is oh, doing this, like we did this two-part mini review show where we just tried to pick up podcasts, smaller podcasts that don't necessarily have an audience or chart or whatever. And so maybe a little bit of an epiphany for us that we thought that maybe that could be a good role for us to play, you know, maybe to try and promote other podcasters. As you say, it's a bit of a community. And we we're thinking of pivoting maybe towards that. I mean, I don't think those guys from Scrubs need your help. <laughs> no, and no, they're, they're doing okay. They're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, you know, even though I don't like that podcast either, I listen to it after listening to you guys. And maybe that's too strong of an opinion, but no, no, you no. know, if, if somebody wanted to listen to that, I don't really think they care what you say because they're already listening to it. Yeah, that's, you know that's what exactly I mean? what Mark said to me just the yeah. other day. He said, look, you know, these podcasts that are charting, our opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it might be fun to talk about, but... Right, right. Yeah. And that's what it's about. That's what, that's what I preach all day long. If you're not having fun, just stop doing it because yeah. it's, it's a lot of work. And if you're doing it just to get a million downloads, I mean, good luck with that, bro. Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. I guess, Jay, uh, we'd probably be interested in maybe if you would give us three or four of your favorite podcasts. What do you like to listen to? Well, you like don't feel my, you have my... to say our one. I mean, that's, that's fine. <laughs> well, besides uh, what podcast should I listen to? <laughs> well done. Yeah. Um, like the, the big ones I like are the, the dollop. I like that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I listened to Bill Burr. Bill Burr was the first podcast I ever heard was the Monday morning podcast. Okay. And I don't think that, I listen that, to that. that got me interested. He's a comedian. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, right now I'm basically involved with the, with the shows on the network. So I listen to. I mean, I feel like uh, almost obligated to listen to their shows, and I like them. Yeah, I think we have good shows on the network. And I'm, why I'm don't definitely you interested in bats and balls. <laughs> Having just had a quick glance, I'm going to have a listen to that. Well, the other Australian on the network is Gareth Random Ramblings, and he's been doing this for 12 years. Whoa, <laughs> good on him! Yes, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is, and I, I don't know how he keeps going, but he, he does. Right. Cool. So they're all, they're like on in the no phony stable. Yep. Yep. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Well, thank Jay. Look, mate, we've taken up a lot of your time. Um, we love your podcast. We're definitely going to give the um the no phony network a real good look. And as I say, we we are thinking of pivoting to that. Maybe just just reviewing independent podcasts and uh, 
look, mate, hopefully we can stay in touch and uh, you can maybe, you know, give us a few recommendations and things. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, awesome. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of the day. You too. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Jake. See you, mate. Okay. Bye. So yeah, that was uh, that was really really good of Jay from an absolute nobody to to chat to us, and he was very patient with our <laughs> inane questions. Um, I know uh, struggles with Zoom. Yeah, no, there was a bit of toing and froing, but uh, yeah, that was that was really good, and we appreciate him. He's he's a guy who's obviously really into what he does, and he does it very well. And I think we would actually like honestly say really do check out that no phony network. There's some yeah. really good There's shows a, on there. Some some good looking shows on there, and I don't know if you've had a chance yet to listen to the latest. An absolute nobody. Uh, he actually gets a, a friend on who's who has another podcast. He does the the, the latest episode of an absolute nobody called oh, the Last okay. Kilometer, and it's a little bit longer than normal. I know we spent a bit of that interview telling him ten how minutes, like the uh, shorter show version, but this one's twenty four minutes. Oh, okay, um, well that is. But it's it's a fascinating story. I won't really say anything about it, other than. It's definitely worth a listen. Cool. So, look, as you know, we've sort of decided to change a little bit of what we're doing. We still really want to review top podcasts and charting podcasts, but we've decided to actually mix it up a little bit and week about do that. And then on the alternate weeks, we really enjoyed reviewing independent podcasts, the smaller yep. podcasts, the podcasts that don't have a big audience. And we're really quite excited about doing that. So trying to find some more podcast gold the way we've decided to do it i think steve you were gonna you were gonna talk us through how we're going to randomize that process yeah yeah so managed to find a a website that can set up a a random picking wheel so i've tweeted this so anybody who follows us on twitter will have seen the wheel seen the topics that we've we're basically going to go for genres i've put the different genres on the wheel we're going to spin the wheel find out what genre we're looking for and then we'll just take podcast recommendations on Twitter through the week and we'll settle on one or two shows to review. The categories, the genres we've gone for are movies, true crime, history, comedy, science and technology, health, politics and news, random, topical discussion, paranormal. Ours would probably fall into random. Yeah, or paranormal. Should I spin? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Should I spin the wheel? Let's spin it, Steve. You can You can add in a spinning wheel sound later. <laughs> wow technology comedy ah oh, nice i comedy, like it a comedy podcast all right so any of you guys out there know any really good independent podcast comedy gold let us know yep and the categories are pretty loose so just whatever you find funny it's all good yeah cool so um yeah well Cheers for that, Steve. That was a long episode and a different episode tonight, but yeah, I think we're we're evolving. Yeah, we are. We're deciding, exciting what we're going to come up with next week. I'll uh, see you then. Cheers, Steve. Cheers, Mark. Okay, well, here we are again. This has been recorded uh, a couple of days after the main recording because, Steve, you've done it again, mate. What's happened? <laughs> I was putting an awful lot of preparation into the quiz. Mm. And I just didn't feel it was ready when we recorded two days yeah. ago and forgot not- the quiz again. Uh, yeah, well, that's one way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Nice to record in different surroundings, though. It is. Yeah, we're in Steve's house for a change. Around my house. It's much, ni- it's much nicer. It's much nicer. <laughs> it's very lot. airy, isn't See, it? See, there's flowers there. You don't have flowers in yours. No, I don't. No, no, it's, it's very nice. It's very nice. nice.
So how's your week been, Mark? <laughs> just get on with it, you. What? Just what? What you been up to? I've been up to nothing. Just go. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, I, uh, no, I've had a nice weekend. Thank you. So oh, it was very good. rude. I've had good. a very nice weekend. Good. Uh, only let down by the the very last part of it, having lunch at my house. Yes. But anyway, right. So I know you like a quiz. Mark. Although to be fair, oh, oh, that lunch, there was something quite <laughs> quite quite funny happened because <laughs> we're having a roast chicken, and so Steve takes the roast chicken out of the oven and goes to carve it. And he was struggling. He didn't he make a lot of progress. Putting his knife no. into it, couldn't carve it, couldn't carve it. It was upside down. He'd cooked the chicken upside down no, and, no, un- no. and then was trying to carve through my, the spine. <laughs> my wife had cooked the chicken upside down. And then it was like, well, it's hardly my fault, is it? So I don't, it was, you just put it in front of me until. <laughs> uh, anyway, we turned it over and it all ended happily. It was fine. Not for the chicken, though. <laughs> um, sorry for any vegetarians out there. <laughs> so I know you like a quiz, Mark. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got a quiz for you. Cool. And, well, we were talking a bit about the 75 hard. Yes. Which you haven't started yet, have you? Well, not just by this glass of red wine in front of me, no. no. no it's, a cheap, it's a cheap wine. It's also a cheap wine. So, anyway, I thought I'd do a quiz on some uh, diet fads. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. yeah, nicely um, done. I imagine that you'll know most of these, and none of them have worked for you. But, uh, oh... <laughs> Well, it's just about diets. Okay, so here we go. Number one, what is the Atkins diet? An easy one to start with. Atkins diet, that's the um, no carbs. Hmm, low, so low carb. Low carb, so it's mainly yeah, fat and protein based diet. Yeah, and well, how would you describe that more generically as a diet? Um, it's the most famous example of a... Is that, oh, keto? Is that yeah, what ketogenic say? diet. Yes. Okay, yeah. sorry. So all there right. you go. There you go. Okay, right. So the raw food diet. I'm not going to ask you what that is. Sure. I think you'll get that. Yep. Yep. Pretty pretty good chance there. But the proponents of the raw food diet. What do they believe that cooking does to the food, um, and and therefore should be avoided? Oh, it's probably something to do with introducing like free radicals or something in the food. So it's more likely to lead to. Carcinogens. Is this, is this what you believe? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, tell me. It just destroys nutrients. Oh, okay. Well, it sort of does, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 All right, fair enough. Yeah, now you sound like a bit of a, you know, bit cookie, bit out there. Yeah. yeah. Cookie? Yeah. That's what I believe. Uh, I've never cooked any food ever. No, no. Just raw carrots. So, But I think, actually, you'll, you'll get more nutrients out of a cooked carrot than a raw carrot because you need to be able to break down some of the, the cell walls to, to actually, to actually absorb, absorb the nutrients. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah. That is true. Yeah. Okay. So this is the next, next one. Changing up a bit. Cool. It is a famous quote. Well, a quote from a famous person. Maybe not necessarily a famous quote. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Who's that a quote from? Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Okay. Good quote. Um, I'm going to guess someone... Could it be? I'm assuming you mean skinny feels as in for the person who's skinny, yes. not the person who's feeling them. No, that, no, that no. Probably doesn't feel like skinny. It. Doesn't feel great. No, it doesn't. Sure. No, no. Could it be Mr. Motivator? <laughs> That's so up to date. <laughs> That's so specific to like uh, 1990s uh, GMTV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, not correct. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, no, Kit Moss. Kit Moss. 
Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, sure. so oh, I could have got that. Could you have had a chance at that one? I just thought that's another 1990s reference, really. Isn't it, it? it is really. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Here's a slightly odd diet: the cotton ball diet. Don't know if you've tried it, but um, never heard of it. Mm, well, cotton ball. <laughs> and c- give me, give me your your guess as to what the cotton ball diet might be. Cotton ball. Is it like eating eating like food that's got quite um. Like flumps, <laughs> so so it's kind of like <laughs> it's, it's flumps. Yeah, so it's big, but it's kind of, it, but, of it's, but, it's, but it's airy. Yeah, so it's like a marshmallow. So it's kind of trying to fill you up, but there's nothing in it. Yeah, so it's just just like eating volume marshmallows. <laughs> just volume. It's yeah, like taking a bite out of the Stay Puft Marshmallow guy from. Yeah, so it's trying to tr- trick your stomach that you've eaten a lot but you haven't. Well, I guess it is doing that maybe, but it's <laughs> apparently it's dining cotton balls soaked in orange juice. So it's right. Okay. Yeah. Move on. Keep going. It seems unhealthy to me. Mm. It doesn't seem like the sort of thing you can keep up long term. Right. Oh, what is the werewolf diet? Werewolf diet. Do you maybe know? I mean, you know obviously what the vampire diet is, but um, yeah, the werewolf one's different. Werewolf one's it? it's different. Yeah. Maybe that you you don't eat anything after like sundown. So you kind of you're only eating. So you're not snacking at night. So you're only eating. You know, you maybe up until like 5pm and then not eat nothing else until the oh, next so like, morning but I think what you're describing there is Ramadan yeah yeah okay. it is <laughs> the, the, the werewolf diet is Ramadan yeah okay uh, that's what I'm going for yeah no it's um, during a full moon I mean what? it's a werewolf a full moon Mark I don't know only water and juice during a full moon but juice can be quite calorific can't it well, it depends. I mean, if you just have just fruit juice, is full of yeah. Well, if you sure only not. have cotton balls soaked in juice, I think it's fine. I don't know. But anyway, that's the werewolf diet. Okay, I, I didn't make it up. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, last one, the paleo or paleo diet. Paleo, mm-hmm. it is really. Isn't yeah. it? Uh, paleo diet. What is the important thing about the meat that you eat? Um. Okay. It's not that it's not that it's slow cooked, because I know that's. Well, it could be. Probably was because they probably couldn't generate the heat back then, so it probably would be reasonably slow cooked. That's true. The meat is not processed, so it's straight off the carcass, straight onto the flame, straight into your mouth. Mm, that could make sense, but no, it must be grass-fed. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Although I don't know how that works with chicken because they don't eat grass. So, guess chicken's not in it, is it? Must be. That's the quiz over. Well, that was that was worth waiting forty-eight hours for, I think. Yeah, I thought we built the um, tension quite well there. You, I don't, you didn't do particularly well. I thought that actually, if you listen back to the other sixteen quizzes, that was above average. Oh right, okay. Well, well done then, Mark. Well yeah, done. Thanks, mate. Oh, I was pretty impressed with your diet. Not diet knowledge. It's uh, it's very good. Cheers. Uh, you can just slot this in without anyone knowing that we've I've screwed up again. No, no, it'd be easy. It'd be easy. Yeah, no one will know. All right. Cheers, okay. Steve. Yeah. Cheers, Mark.